Hey, is your life going the way you think God intended for it to be? Are you experiencing His peace and hope, sense of future, uh, calm? Is that part of your life, or is your life filled with more anxiety, or is it filled with, I don't know what direction to take, or I don't know how to deal with these problems? We all have problems. All God's children have problems, but uh, is your life really where you think God intended for it to be today? Uh, are you living a, an unbreakable life, an unbreakable faith, an unbreakable marriage? Hey, Dr. Randy here from the Intentional Living Center. We're all about uh, the power of intentional living, starting with doing that next right one thing in your life. What is it? One thing for 30 days to move from a good idea to a new habit that can change your life. Again, as we say, for God's glory and benefit of you and those that you love. That's what we're talking about. We got callers coming in here, and uh, we're going to hear some stories today. I'm going to share a little bit more about what this is, this this one thing, and how it can make a difference. Uh, and why do we do this? Because I'll tell you what, you can read a book and get 100 ideas. You can, you can go to church on Sunday. Come on, pastors. And we always have three, point, we have three points in a poem, right? Um, and that's good. But what one thing can I take away? I've learned in my conferences, I've learned in my work with people, that uh, we all have a short attention span. Sometimes we feel stuck. We need to know what do I need to do? What's one thing I can do? How do I build some momentum? I know that a small block of wood can stop a, a, a train from starting down the track after it stops. But if I can pull those out and get one thing going, I can build momentum. That's true for trains and cars, and it's true for your marriage and your family and your health and your life. And it's true for me as well. That's what I've learned. For those of us who tend to be a little ADD and jump in a lot of directions, it also can become very uh, focusing. And so we're going to hear about the power of one thing today from people uh, and what difference it's making in their life. Love to have you join in and be a part of, uh, of the show today. All right. Uh, you can call our comment line at uh, 888-888-1717 is the number. And I think Catherine is on the line in Michigan. Is that you, Catherine? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Yes. And what part of Michigan are you calling from? Bay City, Michigan. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate your call today. What's uh, what's your one thing? Well, my one thing is um, having. Um, I'm in a relationship that I don't want someone to... Um, I don't want to push them into having to go to church very much. You know, I mean, not, not very much, but I I go to church and he doesn't. And if I want us to go down the path of getting married, um, it would be nice that he would want to go to church, but not to push him. Would it be nice or would it be the right thing for you to do and for you to have be on the same page? I would love it, yes, but he um, has a different thought, and I was in a a divorce, I've been divorced, so I know what it's like for somebody to say that they want to go to church and then they don't, like the one in my marriage, my ex was like that. Now I want to be in a, um, in a future marriage where somebody wants to um, go to church with me for the right reasons and what if he doesn't want to? At least he's being honest with you. I'll tell you what, I, yeah. I, I'll, hey, listen, if you were on the phone with you, I'd say, hey, you're being an honest guy. You're just saying, hey, I don't see it that way, and I'm, I'm not interested. So you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting when it comes to spiritual. Right. Right. And that's why I'm 
kind of caught between because everything else is pretty great. But, you know, I just think also that um, that's my number one key, you know, because I know without God doing things, I'm not saying that he doesn't have God, but, but, you know, I just, um, you're really wrestling with this. What is, what is God telling you? Come on, Catherine, you're a follower. If you're a Christian, you know, what is he telling you? What what do you feel the spirit leading you? He's telling me that this doesn't seem right right now. (laughs) And I think I just answered my question. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so it's just been um, on my heart and I just know um, it's just, you know, something that God has been working in my life because I feel that with God, things are a blessing. And, and so, yep, you just have to walk with him all the time. And that's what makes things right. <laughs> See, what, I, what I hear you saying is this, he sounds like he's maybe a great guy and you really care for him and you got a lot in common, you enjoy each other. But at the core, at the, at the soul of your life is your relationship with Christ. And that's not something that he sh- can share with you. I mean, or he's choosing not to. And he's been honest yeah. about it. Hey, listen, I, I applaud. I, I am really pleased to hear someone who's been honest because I've been around long enough to hear guys sometimes play the spiritual game just to get the woman. And then they afterward wake up and say, well, that's not really who I am. And I'm not interested. And that's what I had. <laughs> that's right. what I had. In- and so he's being honest with you. He's being honest with you. So what's one thing in, in you know, we're talking about one thing today. What, what's one thing that you feel God's leading you that you need to do? To push forward and to say, maybe this is not the right thing. So you think he's feeling that too? Do. Yeah. He's feeling that too, you think? Um, I think so. I think so in some ways, because he has, stated different things in different ways in our conversations, yes. Well, it sounds like it sounds like a good opportunity to have an honest talk. And um, with him, to just say, hey, here's where I am, and here's where you are, and boy, this is, just share your heart, I mean, where you are and why this is important to you. Um, but I'll tell you what, this is, a, this is something for everybody listening. I've been around a long time. I got gray hair to tell you about it. I'm telling you this. When the Spirit of God is speaking to you, when you violate that, whatever it is, in any situation, you're going to pay for it. Other people pay for it. I'm as concerned for this man as I am for you. Is it fair for a person, come on now, is it fair for those of us who are followers of Christ to say we're going to get into a relationship, not equally yoked, as the Bible says, that's the word picture, with a person and then drive them crazy spiritually because they're not measuring up to what we think they should be. Is that fair to that person? You know, we have to have, a, we have, to have honesty as well in terms of what our values are and why that's important. Now, having a ministry and caring for someone, loving someone, um, waiting on someone to make a decision. Those are different things. I mean, you, but, but when, we've, when we violate God's intention for our life, that's what we're talking about, we pay for it. There are consequences. When we violate God's intention for our finances, we pay for it. When we violate God's intention for how a marriage relationship works, we pay for it. When we violate God's intention on how we're supposed to raise our kids, our kids pay for it. And we pay for it too, and our grandkids. 
And so when we talk about our, is your life the way you think God intended, it is not about perfection around here at Intentional Living, but it's about understanding that God has some perfect order in how things are supposed to work for his glory. And as I say, for the benefit of us and for those that we love. And so one of the key things for those of us who are followers of Christ, talk about one thing, always be honest. Where you are, what you believe, why you believe it. Get it out there early. If you're going to be thinking about dating, be very honest about who you are early on and, and understand uh, that this is important to me and then live it. That's intentional living. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. For eight long, grueling years, I suffered from a dark depression, so much so that I begged God to let me die. I searched God's Word to know who this Jesus is, and I found Him. And I have surrendered to God my marriage, our children, our home, our cars, our money. Nothing's mine anymore. People find complete freedom from sin and bondage because they choose a life in Christ. You help them make these choices as you support Intentional Living Monthly and keep us on the air. Become a member right now. Call 888-888-1717 or go to theintentionallife.com. Hey, listen, we appreciate uh, the fact that you stand with us, you pray for us, you support us, you allow us to do this, to get a a message out of how we can live an unbreakable life, how we can do one thing that can make a difference every day in our life until it becomes the kind of habits uh, that are transformational in our life. All right, where am I going here? Beth is next uh, in Arizona. Hi, Beth. How are you? Well, hi there. Yes, hi. I was just listening and thinking about my son. Um, I'm good, and how are you doing? Good. Doing great. Thank you. What, what are you thinking about your son? Um, well, uh, I, I, I always think of faith, and my son, he just turned 16 for the past year, and then even today with the dual discussion, he's just one of those that doesn't want to go to school, and he just left a little while ago. And he doesn't, I keep telling him, you need to go to graduate, you need to, and he, he doesn't care about graduating. And he has 15 credits hanging over his head from a situation in eighth grade. And so he said, you know, I, I don't want all those good jobs, I, so I don't need a GED or a high school or any, any of that. I don't care. And he said, I'll just do something. And I said, well, what? He said, I, you know, he said, well, I'll just probably do something illegal. I said, well... Okay, so um, how long is that going to last? And, you know, once you're in jail, what are you going to do after that? And he said, I don't know, I'll figure it out then. I said, you know, you're smart enough to to do anything, you know, be a dog trainer or whatever. And and so I, I'm always, I try not to push, you know, but I know that he needs to be in school. And, you know, and but it's yeah. always like, Okay, I have to back off because God, God has my back. God has our plan. He knows what He's going to do with each one of us, and it's all about you know having faith in Him. And I always have to remember that He's there for us. Mm-hmm. You know, You're pretty overwhelmed, aren't you, Mom? You're pretty Everything overwhelmed. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And I just like, okay, God's here. God's with me. And just yep. keep plugging away. Where's know, Dad? And, um, Dad is uh, a working divorce, so Dad doesn't really get in the picture to really, oh, I don't know, her just shies from the problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And is your son I, angry I or is him. he depressed? Um, he's a, he's a pretty solid, I mean, strong kid, uh, six foot, 220, but, uh, he, he just, he's very smart and I just don't want to throw his, throw throw his brain away, but, um, he, I think he is a little bit because he has 15 credits that he feels he's never, he's never going to graduate because of a situation that happened back at totally the high school. So he's and overwhelmed. Is he feeling like he's behind? Is he behind the rest of his yeah, class yeah, and everything yeah, like to, that? He has to, yeah, he's not going to graduate like any time when everyone else does. He yeah. has 15 credits and still has to make up and he doesn't want to, he, it's just, it's a bad situation that happened to him and, you know, his con- choices and consequences. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like they really slapped it and threw the book at him for his little situation he was in. And, you know, it's like, you know, you really destroyed my son. Like, I can't blame anyone. I can't do that. And, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, sitting behind a computer for three hours for 178 days after, about a year after COVID doesn't really help any. And to not know how to really, maybe he does know how to do everything, but he doesn't care. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's really the issue cool. right there is that. <laughs> You know what? I'll tell you what. I think every one of us are a few decisions away from I don't care anymore. We all have days we get up now when life is going well. Don't you have days you get up and say, I just don't care? Steven, you have days like that? Come on, we have some days. Uh, it could be for us, it might be physical, we're tired, we're exhausted. We see that in Scripture. We see some of the great characters of Scripture get to the point say, I just don't want to die. Just, I just want to die. Leave me alone and let me die. I think we get to that sometimes in our lives, very discouraged. And so here's a 16-year-old kid uh, who's looking at, hey, I've been, you know, in the past, I got all these credits. There's no way I can ever catch up. Um, And let's face it, when you're 16, you don't see the big picture of what happens when I'm 35 and 45 and all that. And I'll just go out and live and do whatever. And whatever happens, happens. You know what? I hate to say it, but we got the streets of America filled with a lot of hurting young people who feel hopeless. They don't feel like they have... They don't have direction in their life. They don't have purpose in their life. They don't, they don't sense that there's a hope. You know, the Bible says to us that God has given us a hope and a future, and that's for your son as well. One of the best things that can happen to your son right now would be as one thing, if he could connect with the right kind of man in his life, someone that could come along and give him a picture of a future. Like you said, if it's a career path that says I'm going to, I'm going to work with my hands or if I'm going to, if I want to work with my head or whatever it is, but he starts to see that, Hey, there is something I can do right in life and not just be a mess up. And when a young man can find some one thing, music, career, a a sport, something that gives him a sense of purpose that can change everything. We got, we got guys listening right now. You've been a coach. Maybe you've made a difference in the life of someone Band directors have made the difference in the life of people. School teachers, pastors, Sunday school teachers, those who reach out to a young man like this and say, you've got a hope and a future and you've got something good going on. And then put the details together, whatever these 15 credits and all that kind of thing. Those are things that can pass and be dealt with in life and look back later. You know that as an adult, as a mom, we know that as we look in. But somewhere along the line, the one thing would be to help your son if he could connect with the right kind of resources 
through your church, through your community, and get with the right kind of people that can help him see something for his future. I'll tell you what, we become like the people we hang around with. If we hang around with the wrong people, we become like the people we hang around with. And I always tell young people, I've said this to my kids, grandkids, I'll say it to every listener, help your kids find somebody quicker, smarter, better, uh, growing, has a purpose in their life. Those are the kind of people we need to hang around with as adults as well. Because we become like the people we hang around with as well. I hope that helps, Beth. And I know as a single mom, God God love you. I know that's a difficult thing. But uh, there in your community, just be very proactive uh, to see if there's some way you can help your son get connected with the right kind of resources for his life. Join Dr. Randy Carlson at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. On our first date, I took Donna to the football game. She leans over to me and says, Randy, my hands are cold. I say, why don't you sit on them? (laughs) My goal is to help you see today that you can go from where you are today to love and respect. Join Dr. Randy Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. (laughs) <laughs> I actually did that. That's not the brightest. Now, Jennifer's laughing at me in here. Um, but uh, I grew up with all guys, Jennifer, my, my in my home. And so I was sort of clueless when it came to. <laughs> but Donna saw potential. It's practical. Donna said, I can change this kid. <laughs> and she's been working on it for a whole lot of years since. At least I don't tell her to sit on them anymore. So <laughs> now I hand her her gloves. I should take her hand. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I should yes. take her. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, you just heard an excerpt from uh, one of the conferences. The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night going to be in East Lansing uh, coming up on March 1st, right? That's a Friday night. And uh, we're, we're well over half full now and filling up very quickly. And I, I imagine the next couple of weeks will be completely sold out. Auburn Hills in the metro Detroit area, that's Saturday night. We'll come over on Saturday night, uh, the 2nd of March. And so uh, tickets available today at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. We're talking about the power of one thing in our lives. Um, Let me see here. I'm going to, I'm going to Roxana. Hi there, Roxana. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good. What's your one thing there in Georgia? My one thing would be um, to get closer to God, uh, read my Bible and pray more. Um, Are you far from him now? I mean, I feel distance, yes. Is that because of busyness or just lack of interest? Or what do you think it is that uh, has kept you from growing? Busyness and life, you know, and depression getting down and you know not going to god with with my problems like i should where do you go usually your friends or uh hold it in and then explode on everybody <laughs> mm-hmm. so you get frustrated or whatever going on in your life and then it just tell right. it, it kind of i call it emotional ooze it kind of bubbles out right yes yeah Bring your cares to the Lord. I think the scripture reminds us that, doesn't it? We could cry. It's okay to be angry. I get sometimes when I pray, you know, God, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Please help. Just help. 
How many of us said that driving down the road? Lord, I need your help today. So what one thing has helped you when, when growing closer to him, Roxana? What helps you do that? I mean, I got back in church about six months ago, um, Bible studies, stuff like that. Right now, we just started one on discerning the voice of God. Good. And I believe it's going to be a great study. And just being around other people, you know, that are spiritual to to help me. Yeah. Are you in a group like that? You said now this is a new group that you started with? Yes, it's a new Bible study through my church. Yeah, and that's been helpful for you. Yes. That's good. Well, listen, you know, the, when we pursue him, there's something about the power of pursuing him. And uh, we need to do that in community. Don't forsake the assembly of yourself together, the scripture says. And there's a reason for that. We're, there's strength. I have to admit, you know, sometimes you go to church and you're just kind of tired and you're thinking, I don't want to go today. But I have found that 99% of the time after I'm leaving a time of fellowship with other believers, either a small group or church, I'm more energized, I, I feel better, I'm more focused, more intentional in my thinking, uh, more motivated. And so even though sometimes we don't want to do that, and some of us have that tendency, oh, I don't know, a small group, getting with those people, they're kind of weird people, I don't know. And I don't like the snacks, they, they feed us anyway. Uh, go, be a part of it getting plugged in. Uh, this is important. And I know pastors listening are saying, preach it, brother, because that's important, not only in Sunday service, but also being in small group. That's something Don and I, we were in a small group, and then we moved. And so trying to reestablish has not been easy. And frankly, it's just something we got to be more intentional about because uh, we need that as well. So, all right, Roxana, closer to God. As a daily thing, and certainly getting connected uh, with people along the way is important. All right. Uh, let me see here. Let's go to, uh, let me see. We're going to Christy in Michigan. Go right ahead. My one thing is actually not texting, but actually picking up the phone and calling my daughter and granddaughter and taking the time to talk with them and pray for them. Because I haven't been doing that. I've been so busy with working a full-time job and going to school full-time that I forget that they need more than just a text message here and there. How old is your granddaughter? She just turned four. Well, I bet you she loves a call from grandma, doesn't she? She does. You know, if we FaceTime, because we don't live real close. We live about an hour and a half away. So, you know, when we do, her little face just lights up like nothing else, and it makes your whole day. So I don't know why, you know, we don't take more time for that. Now, when you say you want to do it for 30 days, are you going to set a time? How are you going to remind yourself to do that? I will actually set a reminder on my phone, and I'll set up a time with my daughter that works for them also. You know, that's that's part of it. And when you, when you Christy, when you set a goal, because I hear a lot of people say, I'd like to, I, I want to, this is something I'd like to happen. Liking is, you know, we like a lot of things, but it's when we actually do it. That's what intentional living is, saying, here's my one thing, and I'm going to intentionally do that one thing. That, that's what's powerful. All right, uh, let me see. Let's go to, let me see, Diane uh, in Arizona. Diane, welcome to the show. What's your one thing? My daughter's grown up. She's 31, and she has two little boys, and we have a good relationship with each other. However, three months ago, her husband passed away, and she doesn't open up at all she just says everything is fine everything is fine 
And then when she does have a breakdown, she has it all by herself, and then she comes and tells me about it later. And I'd like to be more intentional in having conversations with her about uh, her grief and what she's going through, but I don't know how. Has your daughter always been one to kind of protect others from her emotions? Yes, she's exactly like her mother. (laughs) Well, maybe that's where you begin then, uh, Diane, just to go to her and say, honey, you're just like me. And if dad were to pass away, I'd probably do the same thing to protect your kids. How long have they been married, Diane? Uh, They were married 11 years. He was diagnosed last year with uh, stage 4 colon cancer, so it wasn't totally unexpected, but it was a lot faster than she thought. Hmm. And when that happens, that's a a shock to the system. And what happens is when we move into some of these times of either trauma or a sense of being overwhelmed or a crisis, we tend to go back to where our comfort zone is, right? And if we're comfortable pulling in, then we pull in. If we're com- comfortable reaching out, then we reach out. And so we have to make, make sure that we find that balance in our life uh, to do the next right one thing. All right, Before speaking of that, before we run out of time, I think we have time for one more thing. <laughs> uh, from Gina in, uh, in Michigan, what's your one thing? Unconditional love. I have a daughter that's 24. She's out of the house. She had a few bad things happen to her, and she questioned why God allowed that. She decided that she was going against him, decided that she was going to be going to the satanic church, and that was very difficult for me. I fought it with everything that I had, and I handled it the wrong way. And what I did was I just prayed. I gave her back to God because our kids belong to God. We have them for a short period of time, but they're ultimately his. And I had to hand her over, and I just asked God to give me peace and to show her the love that he has for her, even though she has chosen that path, that he will always love her. And so I have learned that every day is a struggle for me to not push so that I still have that contact and to let her know that I love her and to listen when she wants to talk and just continue to pray for her and know that God has her. That's great. Uh, you going to do that daily then, next 30 days? Yes, daily, several times a day. <laughs> That's good. Well, I, hope I hope you'll find great success. Remember what we're talking about here, and the reason we focus on one thing is because for those of us who can be so easily distracted by a lot of things or... We can procrastinate because we feel overwhelmed with a lot of things. Uh, We're saying, what one thing could we do? The Apostle Paul was very clear in the book of Philippians where he says, forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the goal. My one thing is to press toward that goal. And so the question I would ask, again, are you feeling today in your life it's where God intended for you to be? Uh, If not, but one thing Are you willing to start today? In your marriage, your family, your finance, your health, whatever area that can move you to break the inertia and begin some momentum to find growth in uh, your vocabulary, in your relationships, in your closeness to Christ, to defeat inertia and build momentum for God's glory today. We'd love to hear what it is on our storyline, 888-888-1717 is the number. And we'll be back again with more Intentional Living next time. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate it. And Stephen there, our producer, uh, for the show and for each of you. And again, remember, we're here for one purpose, and that's to experience life 
as God intended to have an unbreakable life by living intentionally in Him. I'm Dr. Randy. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.